0: Thank you. I see we so, bo- both have a microphone. That's good.
1: <laughs> so we're going to do this just a little bit differently. Uh, first thing is I love introducing Amy Lou Harris because everybody in this room has heard of Amy Lou Harris, and nobody in this room has heard of me. And it should be the other way around. She ought to be introducing me. I want to give just a moment to consider what it takes to be Amy Lou Harris. Uh, <laughs> I run a good-sized music festival in San Francisco. We had 100,000 people last year. Everybody waits. The last performer every year, last year, in front of 65,000 people is Emmylou Harris. The interesting thing is, in preparation for the festival, I will bet you we receive five to 10 CDs a week from aspiring artists. Most of us, when we start in business, expect to be successful. I mean, I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I went to the right schools, blah, blah, blah. And I expected when I went into investment banking that most people in that field agree, arrive at some degree of success. Think of what it takes to get to the top of Emmy Lou's profession. There are probably, at this time in this country, 100,000 aspiring artists, 100,000 people who hope to make it. A tiny fraction, not 1% of that, Will get to the top. Of, that, of those who get to the top, an equally small percent will ha- be able to survive at the top for many years. Emmy Lou Harris has been a star since the 70s. Uh, she has so many, so many Emmys that they now call them Grammy Lou's <laughs> or Emmy Lou's. 11, I believe. Uh, 11, I believe. Uh, 11. Emmys. 11. Grammys. Gra- Grammys, I'm sorry. They called Grammy <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I blew that one, not unexpectedly. Uh, for we me, we worked
0: on it before we came up here, too.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but listen, I, I do more to have to say something. I mean, the success as an artist is a lot of it has to do with luck. I've been very blessed with, you know, having a, a talent for singing, which I love. But this gentleman here is someone who has had great success in his life, but. He gives back, um, and this festival that he does in San Francisco, which is free to all the citizens of his his hometown of San Francisco. And I think that's just a great example of giving back, of tithing back to the community, and something that we can all learn from. So uh, a lot of kudos go to you, to Warren well,
1: Thank you, everyone. Question.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: what, what point and what series of moments give you the greatest pleasure in your art and success?
0: Oh gosh, I think there's so many. I mean uh, just the joy of singing for one thing, but also um, music for me has always been a collaborative process. I mean uh, it's one thing to, to learn the song, but then until you actually get into the studio and are able to to come up with a something that touches people and, and yes, you, you lend your voice uh, to it, but it also has to do with the, the musicians and the energy that is created in the room and then I suppose the ultimate uh, uh, experience is when you actually go out and play for people and feel like you're actually giving back and, and touching people with the music the way that you've been touched by it, so and I have a good job
1: <laughs> So it's not the awards, it's not the fame, it's the giving back oh. to your audiences. Oh, that...
0: sure, yeah, I mean, I, I don't turn the awards down, they're very lovely to get, uh, and I really am so honored to be a uh, part of this, um, this event, this weekend. I mean, you, you really uh, have put me in a, in a position to where I feel very proud, and I'm also able to bring my mother, and uh, who's in the audience, and travel with me to Chicago, and uh, <laughs> she's my hero. <laughs>
1: When did you? I, I maybe never knew you were going to be great, but when did you? When did you? <laughs> you have, need
0: to be my public <laughs> relations <laughs> person. <Warren. laughs>
1: but but, when did it come to you that you had some special or, or superior talent? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's hard to say. I I I first got a guitar when I was sixteen. I had. Uh, I had studied music. Everybody sort of said, well, you're, you're musical, but I guess I didn't know what that meant. It meant I, I guess I could carry a tune. Uh, but I, I, I didn't, certainly didn't have uh, the extraordinary, amazing voice and range of, of Dame Julie Andrews. Uh, who, your remarks were so amazing and wonderful and inspiring. Thank you for speaking to us. But because I always had trouble singing in church because all the the, key, the keys were a little too high for me, so I, I thought, well, maybe I'm not really a, a singer. Um, but I did love folk music. When I first heard uh, Joan Baez sing, for example, I, I wanted to be Joan Baez, so I got a, a, a guitar a $30 K guitar in a Birmingham, Alabama pawn shop that my grandfather got for me, and whereas people would have to kind of force me to practice the piano, which I'd given up years earlier, um, they couldn't get the guitar out of my hands, even though the strings were so high off the, the fretboard and they were metal strings. Um, I think it was actually probably a slide guitar and not a regular guitar, and my fingers would bleed, but I still uh, still had to make that chord and had to learn that song and had to... Feel the sound of the words in, in my mouth and, and uh, it all coming together, so it was it was, became a passion for me and uh, and I suppose in, in the words of Joseph Campbell, I had found my bliss
1: so final question for me if, you had, if there was any of the young people here or maybe any of us aging people who uh, He's a, learning the banjo. <laughs> had a desire to follow a career like yours, would you have advice for them?
0: Well, you know, it's it's not the kind of, of work that is, you're going to have guaranteed success just because you're talented, unfortunately, just because you work hard at it. Um, I think you just really have to love it. I think it has to be your bliss because there will be times when you will just think that nobody is listening. Um, and so you just have it has to be more important to you really than anything, and if it isn't, then you need to find another job. <laughs> I did want to say something about these uh, the signs. So they've been very kind, they haven't actually give us, given us the, the signs like uh, next question or sum up or anything like that. But they're very benign signs. Because I remember a few years ago, I was uh, playing um, uh, the Willie Nelson farm Aid, And it was the first year, I think, that they had decided to, to film it and put it on television. So they actually did have certain time restraints. And, of course, there were just so many people that were performing. And I had just done an acoustic album with uh, Ben Skill and Carl Jackson and Emery Gordy and Mark O'Connor, and we were uh, just going to play three songs. And it was in sort of the middle of the afternoon. And uh, so we were up there, and we had done one song, and we were in the middle of our second song. And it was a song that really, you know, had this big emotional climax and you're kind of building up to it. And this guy walks up and in big letters in front of me goes, get off the stage. (laughs) So I thank you for your benign signs and thank you for listening to us.